My daddy may now make an announcement. Yeah, I'm finally sitting down to do the show, and uh, I don't want to do the show. Yeah, I didn't want to set up Apple Pay because I'm old. All I wanted to do was get my daughter's phone fixed, and I, I, I couldn't even do that. You are listening to the bitterest pill. Hey, welcome to the bitterest pill. It's Dan Class. I'm in my garage here uh, under the flight path at Los Angeles International Airport. Donde esta? Como allez-vous? Arigato, Mr. Roboto. I hope you're uh, well. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm recording the show. What can I tell you? It's, uh, in, in, when this was recorded, it was Sunday. It was Oscar Sunday, whatever day that is. What is that? November, or uh, November. Fe- Hi, how are you? February 24th, 20, uh, what is it, 19 now? Is it, is it 19. I almost said 2020. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. How have you, how have you been? Let's talk. Can we for once talk about you? You're so tight-lipped about everything that's going on with you. I, I feel like I never know what's up. And yet I'm going to dominate the conversation one more time. I, I don't understand it. And if you're wondering, hey, gosh, you know, I wonder if you're a long, long-time listener, if you're a new listener. <laughs> that's a miracle. Uh, no, if you're a long-time listener, you're and you've ever wondered, God, I wonder why, uh, I wonder why Dan went back to that old uh, intro thing, you know, this thing. My daddy may now make an announcement. You know, that one. Remember that one? It's because I can't find the other one. Whichever one I was playing, let's say, a year, I, I have no idea where that is. That's why I play. My daddy. It's not, it's not to uh, embarrass my son. It's not because I think it's better than the newer one. I, I, I just can't find it. I can't find them. I need to con Marie my uh, my hard drives, my house, my office, my studio, my mind. Can you con- can you get Maria Condo to come in here and jack into my mind like it's the Matrix, and get me to Konichiwa like most of my internal uh, garbage? That would be awesome. Little Japanese woman that could kind of shred into your brain and get you to say uh, thank you very much, goodbye. To all your mental garbage, all your luggage. Oh, that'd be so good. I got to, how did we invent that? How could, how do we invent, she'd have to be a very tiny Japanese woman to get into your, see, that doesn't, that isn't really how it works. I'm going to work, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to start a, uh, a Trello project and I'm going to work on this in stack and, uh, start a scrum and, uh, uh, a bullet journal. So I've been, I've been well, and, and when I say well, I mean relatively well. My knee hurts. I don't know why. Have you ever not done something to your knee and then it made it hurt? Because I do, like once every two or three months, I wake up with knee pain. Is that just a, an old man thing? That just now we're going to get random pains? Because I'm, I'm not up for it. I sort of... Try to stay somewhat healthy for, for, listen, I'm in very good physical shape for a person as lazy as I am, right? So putting everything into perspective, I think I'm doing pretty well, except when I wake up and my knee hurts for, there's something about knees uh, that scare me, knees and birds. 
Uh, birds scare me because they have claws. Knees scare me because I just I can't imagine having sore knees. I think my mom has sore knees. My mom, my mom has actually had sore knees, sore hips. She's free, like 80% uh, bionic by now from the waist down. And so I'm just kind of waiting to not be able to go upstairs. You know what I, you know what I mean? <sighs> so I feel, but I feel, li- listen, let's be honest. <clears throat> Excuse me. I feel very young. I think I'm very young. And then I pass a mirror. <laughs> like, Why are you still wearing stage makeup from your high school play where you played an old man? You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. Like who, what, what is happening? But um, I, I have caught myself recently not necessarily being uh, an early ad- adapter or adopter. Is it adopter or adapter? I guess it depends if you can – adapt uh adopt it without adapting is that is that a situation where either word would be fine there really it can't possibly be both early adopter early adapter i think it's adopter it's adopter right okay i used to be an early ad- which one is it okay i used to be an early adopter because uh well it really wasn't <laughs> I used to pretend to be, I used to, I mean, I guess with Twitter and things like that, I was in, you know, on those, uh, I guess, kind of early podcasting, obviously very early, but really most things I drag my feet enough where uh, it's no way, but that's a dragging your feet thing. I, I, what I, where I'm going with this is I've begun to kind of realize that there are things that I'm refusing to learn or refusing to do bandwagons upon which I am refusing to jump. And I'm because of my age, you know, I'm 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 into my second half century, right? So I keep wondering, it might be right. Is my non uh, bandwagoneering is that me being rational or me being an irrational old man? Is that me not wanting to get on the bandwagon because it looks stupid or because it looks like I just can't handle that ride? And, you know, the example is, uh, well, the best example is Apple Pay, I guess. Apple Pay has been around now for years. You know, if if I was who I fancy myself uh, being, I would have been using Apple Pay for, I, I get uh, five years. I have no idea. But I don't. I carry my idea of being on the cutting edge is I, I keep all my credit cards now in one of those little things that is essentially two pieces of credit card sized metal with elastic between them and you pry open the elastic and shove your credit cards in there and hope you can get them out. It's that, it's that thing. That's my defiance of Apple pay, I guess. And I, it's not like I, I had intimate detail knowledge of Apple pay and I know exactly how it works and if it's good or bad, or if it's, you know, leaving me vulnerable to uh, some sort of cyber attacks or so I, there's, there's no rational anything. Or really, there's nothing. There's not even irrational fear going into my decision whether or not to use Apple Pay. I just was like, ah, not something new. I just got used to using my chip, and now what? What am I? I'm supposed to do a thing with my phone now. That's just great. But a couple Saturdays, so a couple Saturdays ago, I was very proud of myself because I, I had taken a couple of months off of my uh, recreational karate. 
Because what I wanted to do, I really wanted to make sure my weight was way up there before I got serious about trying to lose it. You know what I mean? Like, what's the use of losing weight if you're only a couple pounds over? I wanted to feel like I was a good, solid 15, 20 pounds overweight. So I took a couple months off so I could really be mortified when I went back and feel like I want to die when I'm doing a push-up, right? So to really, so to really, you know, feel like I was trying to get back into some sort of shape, I decided, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be really like a ninja and I'm going to ride my bicycle, All right, Ninjas probably don't ride bicycles, but you know what I mean. I'm going to ride my bicycle to the dojo to go to karate class. That's how hardcore I am, man. And then I'll ride my bicycle back from the dojo after that ass-kicking of a Saturday class, and I will be strong as steel, okay? So I, I take all my stuff out of my pockets, and I put them in my little bag. It's one of those little cinchy bags that they used to give out free at Skechers every time you went in there. So I put in there my keys and my phone and my credit card binder thing, whatever the hell that is, and my uniform and my belt, and I put it on my back and I ride over the dojo and I'm right very proud of myself. And you know what? I got you know, to listen. Riding a bike is awesome. And I don't know why we don't do it all the time. If we would stop making these cities so big and spread out, I would probably ride my bike a lot. Riding a bike, it was just so it was so much fun. And it was so it was a beautiful morning. And I'm riding along and the wind, it's a little chilly, but it's not bad chilly. It was good. It was just great. And then I went and had class and I got, when I was all done, I got back on my bike and, <laughs> but again, you're pedaling, right? There's wind on you. So you're not getting overheated. It was wonderful. So I was really, I was feeling very good about uh, myself and life for a change. You know, there are, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm at a point where I got to be honest with you. There are not that many things in life right now that I'm that uh, joyous about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Life, I mean, when you're an adult, you're in such a hurry to become an adult, and then you become an adult, and then you're an adult for, wow, a really long time. And life just becomes uh, just a kind of a monotonous cycle of boring non-events. So I was, but it was feeling good. You know, I'd, I had exercised, and then I had exercised, then I had exercised, and then I came home, blah, 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 okay. My wife and I had not, I don't think, had not been fighting, which was a coup. We've been, you know, we've been uh, a couple for uh, 32 years with a slight break in there. But let's say 30 years we've been a couple. So about the 30-year point, apparently, it's really just constant wanting to kill each other. So, But on this particular Saturday night, things were going well. I hadn't messed anything up. I hadn't talked back. Everything was getting done. I think we, I don't remember if I went and got takeout or if we cooked at home. I have no idea. It doesn't matter. The point is that things were going fine. I think we were even watching a movie and then we took a break because my daughter and I uh, wanted frozen yogurt. And when we're, when we're in the mood for frozen yogurt, a lot of times my wife, Melissa, She'll get very picky about which frozen yogurt place we go to. And then we, all, we just kind of lose interest in the whole thing because I get sick of discussing. And I'm not saying that she says 
that yogurt – I don't know if you have these where you live, but we have yogurt land. We have something called Menchies. Do you have Menchies? And uh, I'm sure a dozen other places. But right near the house, there's yogurt land and there's Menchies. And but my wife insists she doesn't. The problem is not that she prefers yogurt land over Menchies. That is her right to, to right. Uh, if you have a preference between one between, okay, no problem. That I, I'm not thrilled by it because I would rather just go to whichever one has the flavor you want. Because then you know there's the whole flavored thing. You have to go to a place with the right flavor. You have to go to a place uh, ideally that has. Waffle cone pieces, not not even just waffle cones, broken waffle cones that, that we can put on her yogurt. She has a preference between Menchies and Yogurtland, but not only does she have a preference between Menchies and Yogurtland, Yogurtland, but she has a preference between the Yogurtland that is a three-minute drive from our house and the Yogurtland, which is a 15 to 20-minute drive from the house. And can you guess which one she always wants to go to? And when I say go to, I mean wants us to go to. Wants someone else to go to and bring back yogurt. Now, luckily, we usually just nix that shit, homie. Right? I'm not going to drive all the way to, I mean, I literally go two towns over to go to a yogurt land because she doesn't like the one in our neighborhood. No, I don't do that. Now, we sometimes do that when we're all together, like if we happen to go out to dinner, which we do. Listen, we go out to dinner, I'd say, once a year, at least. Um, so where am I going with this? Okay, so, so, now, now we're in Orange County, okay? We're not at the house, we're in Orange County. And I, I, I almost don't dare say this for fear of jinxing it, right? Okay, but Melissa... My wife likes the yogurt from the yogurt land that is closest to our apartment in Orange County. Now, I don't know how this happened. I, I Trust me, I don't dare take her to any other yogurt lands in the outlying areas. But at this point, she is perfectly fine with yogurt from the yogurt land. That's really convenient. Now, it's not super close, but it's convenient, and it's the closest. And to me, the closest, you know what I mean? I am not so sophisticated that I can tell the difference between something that comes from a chain restaurant, location A, and location B, right? They're pretty uniform to me, and I try not to sweat it. But I'm thrilled that we can just go, right? So Tulu and I, my daughter, Tulu, you know Tulu. So Tulu and I decide we're going to get frozen yogurt and we're going to bring some back from Liz and we're going to continue to watch whatever this movie is we're watching. I, I think we were watching a movie because it was a really good night. I was really happy. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> oh, God. All right, let's, let, let's, that's right. I just remembered a detail I just remembered a detail that I need to – I just want to make sure that it's understood. We had been in Los Angeles in the morning and I went to karate. But we had dinner and we're going to stay in Orange County. Does that make sense? Okay. I mean, that, uh, 
that was in there, but I wanted to make sure you, the, the, the logic is following. So we're watching the movie. We pause. T-Bird and I get in the car and we go to Yogurtland. And we've got it all worked out. We're going to call Melissa, tell her what flavors they have. We got this whole routine down. What happens is we go down there. We, I look at the flavors. She looks at the flavors. I call Melissa. Sometimes Tulu does. And we tell her what flavors there are. We tell her whether they have the broken waffle cones. We get it. We take it home. Melissa uh, gives Tulu a hard time for having taken too much yogurt. Right? But it's a routine. It's a routine. We go. I look at the flavors. Tulu samples every single yogurt, even though she's had them 100,000 times. It doesn't matter. That's just It's just part of the process. We get the yogurts. I'm going to tell you a secret every time. And if you ever do this, please think of me. Every time I get yogurt, frozen yogurt, I get it. And then I put on there some sort of topping, usually uh, almonds or peanuts, and a single pink or white frosted circus animal. Now, just one. It has to be on the summit of the mound of yogurt. It doesn't matter if it's pink or yellow you, or a pink or a white. You, you rotate. But it must be standing up. That is, the, that is the DK yogurt finish. It isn't ready to be weighed and paid until there's an animal, pink or white, frosted circus animal, standing on the top. Now, if you've been following the story, you probably know exactly where it's going. Now, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. Maybe I'm just so used to uh, A, being a flake, and B, burying the lead in these things, blah, blah, blah. So we go to the yogurt store, and luckily I make this realization as we're walking in. Okay, we haven't dispensed yogurt yet. That would have been much worse. We're walking in, and there's something about walking in the yogurt place. I don't know if it was because I was putting my phone in my pocket and then I patted myself down. But you see, I don't have my credit cards with me. They are not in my pocket. You know what's in my pocket? My keys. Needed those to start the car, so that happened. But I do not have a single credit card. Now, you're saying, but Dan, what about cash? Well, guess where I keep my cash? I keep my cash in the little money clip that is attached to one of the metal things that is currently holding my credit cards. Where the hell are my credit cards? Well, then I remember where my credit I know exactly where my credit cards are. My credit cards are in my karate bag, which is on the washing machine 45 miles away because usually when I do this I get mad at myself I get back in the car I drive back to wherever we are I sheepishly very quickly trying to right cause as little impression on my wife as possible run in get my credit cards that I've forgotten run out and go get the yogurt and come back and then you know I get I get dirty looks for being a, a flake, 
But it, but it, right, it's minim. I minimize it. There's no way to minimize the fact that I've not just gone to yogurt land without my credit. My credit cards again, forty five miles. My only option, as far as I can tell, is to figure out while sitting at yogurt land in Santa Ana, California. How to use Apple Pay? Because Yogurtland in Santa Ana does accept Apple Pay. I don't. I don't have the app. I have no clue how to use it. Uh, 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 uh. Now, the one thing about Apple Pay that you should know first and foremost, if you don't, and I'm sure you probably do, because you're not me, is you know, Apple isn't. A credit card company. So really, they're just acting as a middleman between you and your credit card, which means once you finally download the app while you're sitting in the yogurt land, while everyone else is getting their yogurt and going about their merry way, once that thing is downloaded, it's going to require, yeah, that's right, buddy, your credit card number. Now, the whole time this is going on, of course, my daughter whom I love very much, is patiently, impatiently waiting for me to figure out if I can at least figure it out. Because if I can't figure it out, there's no reason to dispense the yogurt because I cannot pay for the yogurt. You should not dispense yogurt unless you know for a fact that you can't, right, that you can pay for the yogurt. So she's sitting there staring at me, no pressure. And I download the app. Now, thank Steve Jobs, somewhere in my phone, I have saved my credit card information. Or maybe it's in some cookie from a website or something. I don't know. But I am able to magically, this is when you hate and then immediately love technology, just paste my credit card number in there, right? Now, as I'm trying to work all this out, this couple comes in and they say, sir, are you, did you come here with no money or something? And I say, yeah, I, yeah, uh, uh, I got, and they, and they say, well, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Go ahead and get some yogurt and we'll, we'll pay for it. But we saw you through the window when we were leaving and it looked like you were struggling with something on your phone, looking very concerned. We wondered uh, if we could help you out. I thought that was the nicest thing that anyone had said to me. Like, I don't even know in how long. I, these people don't know me. They're just random. You know what I mean? Like, we don't even live in, we don't live in the same neighborhood. We don't go to the same church or the same uh, dojo. We don't recognize each other from, these are just two completely random people, a random couple who's smart enough to have their credit cards with them. So, yeah, we got yogurt. Don't worry. I, I figured it out. Apple Pay's magical. I don't, I don't, I still don't quite understand because I got, I got the app and I put in the credit card number and I keep asking the young women that work at Yogurtland, Have you, do you know anything about Apple Pay? And they're like, no, we just know that it works and you do something or whatever. We got it to work. I don't know how, 
I think, you you know, you have to say alakazam and wave your hand over the phone while it's waving over the cash registered thing or I don't know. All I know is eventually it was like, bing, you want to pay for yogurt? And I was like, yes, please. Because I cannot go back to the apartment and tell my wife, hey, we drove all the way to yogurt land without my credit cards. And not only without my credit cards, but my credit cards are, I'm not going to have them until Wednesday. Technology, you know, technology is wonderful and and it's also going to be the death of us all. At least the death of me. It's going to give me some sort of, I don't, you know, aneurysm or something. And then kind of that'll be that. Now, my my lovely daughter Tallulah, whom I love more than, yeah, probably pretty much anything, you know, except her brother. Obviously. Um, I'm not saying I don't love her as much as my you you know what I mean. You're you know you know how that works. I love my kids both equally, differently. The father daughter thing is a specific and amazing thing. So my lovely daughter, uh, her phone stopped working. Now, I would love to have blamed it on her because, you know, she's a teenager. She had dropped her phone a couple of – well, maybe it was around Christmas time or something. I forget. No, it was the end of summer. She dropped her phone and the screen broke or whatever. But you know what? We just remained calm, crossed our fingers, hoped that we had actually sprung for the insurance plan we had. Once in our lives, we had actually given the little extra money to safeguard against this exact situation – and then – so all we did is put in an insurance claim and that, that was that. It was a very easy experience. I basically – what I like called them or something or maybe it was all even online. Yada, yada. Yep, that's covered. Uh, choose one of these five places to go to. Drop it off. Blah, blah, blah. So I basically drive in a – you know, like 10 minutes into uh, Marina Del Rey. Drop off the phone. The guys are great. A couple hours later or the next day or something, I go pick it up. Boom, new screen. She's thrilled. But this was different. This was um, her phone. I, it, I wanted to say it wasn't working, but it was working. That's the, that's the infuriating thing about a device that can do 8,000 things is that when one of the things it's supposed to do stops doing it, it's extra frustrating because all the other stuff seems to be doing uh, its job. So she stopped getting cell service. Now, she would bring it up, but only when we were driving in the car. And she would bring it up while we were driving in the car because she didn't have cell service and it was annoying to have to uh, talk to me, I guess. So she would bring it up when we were in the car. But when we were in the car... I can't write down, look into fixing to lose phone. So this whole thing went on for ages where she would tell me every five days, by the way, my phone's still not working. I'd be like, oh my God, that's right. Let's talk about this when we get home after school. And then we wouldn't. And then the five day over, over cycle, cycle. So, so eventually, finally, we figure out how to remember when we're together and I'm not driving and I have access to the internet and the phone and all that stuff. So I do a little research and it turns out that her exact phone is part of a recall where Apple 
and I don't remember what kind of phone she has, but it's a fairly new Apple S, uh, iPhone SE or something. I forget. But that exact model, that exact year, that exact color, because she and I have the same phone, but my color, I guess, isn't messed up. But her color, rose gold, is part of a recall, a recall of some sort of chip or board or who knows what that's inside there that, lo and behold, makes the cell service work. So I say to her, hey, baby, guess what? I figured this out. It's, it's kind of stinks. But it's part of a recall. We're gonna, you're going to have to give up your phone for probably, I don't know, a couple, four days. And, but they're going to fix it up for you. It'll be good as new. It'll work. At least we will get it done. Okay, fine. So I go back to the websites, the Apple website, and this website, and that website. And it looks like all we have to do is take it to a Best Buy. Now, I don't know what kind of relationship Apple and Best Buy have, but all I have to do is take it to Best Buy and go to their Geek Squad or whatever they're called, and they're going to take the phone. I'm sure they're not going to fix it there, but they're going to handle the whole transaction. Now, we go to Best Buy fairly regularly. I, I have a very high uh, comfort level, right, at Best Buy. I'd rather go to Best Buy than the Apple Store because the Apple Store is chaos, Apple stores are chaos, at least in L.A. There's 100 employees and there's 100 customers and they're just randomly scattered throughout the floor talking loud. It doesn't seem like anyone's actually buying anything. Few people getting stuff fixed. It's mostly just people standing around, blocking the way and confusing me. Like I wouldn't know where to begin. But at Best Buy, it's just tame. And I think it's probably tame in there because they still sell things that no one buys like CDs and DVDs and things like that. So, you know, it's sort of like going into, you know, a dying whatever. Um, But it's so that makes it for me manageable. So I had, um, you know, gone on this website and set up the appointment. We had an appointment to go to Best Buy on a Saturday at a certain time which I thought was great. And we had to check her model number and her serial number and her this and was everything, I have everything buttoned down as far as I know. And we got to be there at, you know, 240 or whatever. So we arrive at 238 and they keep remodeling Best Buy. They keep moving stuff around as obviously as technology changes, they got to move everything. You know, and I think Samsung came in and gave them a lot of money or something because it's almost like there's a Samsung store inside the Best Buy or something. It's just weird. So I'm not crystal clear where to go. So we walk in to lose with me because she might have to make some decisions here, right? So we walk in and I go over to the general cell phone area. And they're very, you know, three people over there. They're all just sort of staring into space. And one of them wakes up and says, hey, you know, hi, how are you? Can I help you? And I said, well, we have an appointment. She's got an iPhone and recall and not working. And we have an appointment and we got to drop it off. And and there you go. Where do we go? So she says, well, let me let me see your phone because I want to look up something. Who Who's your provider? So I tell her 
And I'm like, well, is this where we're supposed to go for our appointment? She's going, no, 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 but, but just let me, let me, give me your, let me see your phone and I'm going to look something up real quick and then um, I'll help you right out. And I'm like, oh boy, this is, I don't like this. I don't, I don't know what's happening, but I, there's something about this that I don't like and I can feel it coming and here it comes. Ready? It's coming. It's coming and you know it's coming and here we go. So she takes the phone and the carrier and I probably gave her my phone number or whatever to get into our account somehow. And she says, okay, so great. So this phone was purchased on this day. So so you still owe about $350 on this phone because that's how you do it now, right? I thought we used to get a break on the cost of the phone every year or two or whatever it was. But now it's like, no, 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 you pay full retail. We just amortize that over the course of your contract. So on our contract, we still owe like $350 for this stupid phone that's not working. So I say, that's great. Again, recall. Again, recall. So there you go. And she's like, yeah, but I just wanted you to know how much it would be in case there is a charge of some kind, how much you still owe on the phone so you can make those decisions. And I'm like, okay. What would I have to decide if the phone is recall? So she points us over to the Geek Squad desk. And I didn't know where that was because it's essentially the same desk as the returns desk. It's just the other side of the desk. It's a big horseshoe desk and returns is on one side and Geek Squad is on the other. So we go over there. And a very nice young man helps us and he says, what's your situation? And I want to say, listen, man, I made a, an appointment, a take the Lord's name in vain appointment. And when I made that appointment, I wrote out in great detail exactly why we're here. Why don't you have that in front of you? So we have to go through the whole thing. I'm like, well, well, and sell service. And she keeps telling me in the car. And it's a recall, man. So can you just, you know, look up that this is a recall thing and just take the phone and have somebody fix it as fast as humanly possible? Because my teenage daughter cannot imagine being without her phone. For however long, even if you can do this thing in 15 minutes, it's causing her great anxiety. Can we just get on with this? Because she's been talking to me for days about, well, do we have any old phones? Do we have any other phones? Maybe we could set, can I text on your old phone? Uh, like she's right. And I get it. Listen, if you can't maintain your Instagram followers, I, I, what's going to happen? So the guy's super easy breeze. He's like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, we can take care of that. No problem. So tell you what, here's a form. Fill out this form. And I'm just going to – I got to go pop it open in the back and just take a look and make sure uh, that something – something. Uh, okay. So he does that. He takes – we take off the case and he takes it and he takes her rose gold broken POS iPhone back into the back room. And I'm waiting for the proverbial digital shoe to drop. And here it comes. <laughs> I can feel it because this is a recall. It's a recall. So it should, right? There should be no shoe dropping. It should just be a recall. So the guy comes back and he goes, yeah, so um, 
you've had this screen uh, replaced, right? And I say, yes. And I immediately start going back through my memory. Did we tell him that we had had the screen fixed? I think we did because I I can't even remember because I think he said something like, have you ever – had this had anything repaired, or have you ever had uh, put in an insurance claim, or something like that? Like, I, I did I t- did he just like? Or, so he says, "Well, yeah, this seems to be a third party screen in here. You can tell by the 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 little dots right here. Apple won't repair the recall repair without it being all original." Apple parts. So because you, when you had your screen replaced, it wasn't an Apple screen. It was another company's screen. What you'll have to do is pay Apple 250 bucks for a new screen. So it's an Apple screen. So then they can do the free recall work. Now, doesn't $250, first of all, sound really excessive for a screen, but, but isn't, it, isn't it also coincidentally, and I'm sure this is absolutely coincidence, it has nothing to do with anybody trying to figure out anything, but isn't it kind of a coincidence that it's a high enough number that a n- normal person would have to immediately start considering, well, maybe we should just get a new phone because we owe 350 on this phone. See what I'm saying is I'm pretty sure whenever you go into these situations, you go in and they go, How, what, what number do we say where these people will screw themselves out of some money? You know what I mean? Because that's the purpose. Like, there's no why else would the woman in the beginning, like, literally insist that she figure out how much we owe still on that phone before we go over to the Geek Squad. It's because they don't make any money if we just hand them a phone for a refurbish. But they must make a lot of money if they sell me a brand new phone. So I say to my daughter, daughter, okay, this, I did not see this coming. I don't know why when we did the insurance claim, they would have put a third party screen in there. They should have warned me that it was going to dick around with our warranties, all that stuff. Let's leave. If we need to come back, we can come back. But I got to call the insurance company. I got to call the carrier company. I got to make some calls. This is very upsetting. So we go home. So the next Monday, I call Verizon, who's our carrier. That is not meant as an endorsement. I just happened to accidentally say it, okay? I would take it back, but it's too late, and I don't want to go back through the show and try to remember where I said that and cut it out, okay? So let's save me a little time, and you just pretend I didn't say it. So I call that company that I just said and explain to them, and I guess what I want to try to do is see, can I get them to pay for an Apple screen? Can I get them to, to just fix it? 
Can I do this? Can I do that? So what I work out with them, and I don't know, this must be a common thing because I don't think I'm such a great negotiator that I figured out that this would be a way to go. But the guy on the phone basically said, tell you what, let's do this. You put it through as an insurance claim. There would be a deductible of, what was it, like $80, let's say. So you put it in as an insurance claim. So instead of paying $250 for the screen, it would be an $80 deductible. And I tell you what, I'll even – I'm authorized to have that company, the carrier company, pick up half of that deductible. So it will only be $40 for you to get the phone fixed. Now, I have been going around and around with this thing for so long. $40 to get this phone fixed sounds like the best thing ever. So I say, yeah, sign me up. Sign me up. This is fantastic. 40 bucks. Yep. So tell me what to do. We'll just do this and do this. Okay, fine. And I make all these notes and I say, all I got to do is I got to talk to these people at the insurance company, tell them what's going on, blah, 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 $40. Now, my wife has been on me about this because as I am, she's tired of our daughter worrying about it. So I, I think I've won this big victory. So I, so I text her at work. I'm like, hey, honey, guess what? I've, I worked it all out with the insurance company, blah, 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 and it's only going to be 40 bucks. And, of course, her response is, why is it going to be $40? It's their fault that it's not free. Why? And I'm like, but you don't understand. It is so worth $40 to me to get this out of my life. See, for you, all you have to say is it should be free. I have to get back on the phone and on the internet and on the phone and go to Best Buy and go to phone Marina Del Rey. So easy for you, $40. Please, can we just play the money? <laughs> so we don't settle that. We don't. I have to... Well, I'm probably – no, you know what? I mean, I'm mean, i pretty sure we did settle it. We settled it by agreeing that I would do what she said. <laughs> uh, so I called the insurance company. And I'm going to see if this off, you know, if they understand this offer that's being made, this $40 offer. But I'm also going to ask them about the screen situation and why I didn't know about that. And can they just put in an Apple screen and all that stuff? So the guy on the phone is great. The guy on the phone is great. But he says, well, but sir, here's the thing. Before we can put the claim through, there's a certain number of, uh, you know, like little tests that we need to do. It's just standard operating procedure to make sure that what you're claiming is wrong with the phone is really wrong with the phone. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. This kid has not had constant cell service in, what, four months by now? I mean, it's – it's t- look, it's me. It take, Everything takes forever. So I'm just like, oh, okay, fine. Just tell me what to do because he wants me to do all these tests while, while we're on the phone. So I'm like, listen, if, if this is going to end with me getting to hang up and only pay 40 bucks to figure out – Right, how to get this thing. That's whatever. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? 
says, okay, well, the first thing you need to do, sir, is remove the SIM card from the phone. To which I reply, I've had an iPhone since about, right, two months after they came out. I have never taken the SIM card out. I have never, I have no idea where you would take the SIM card out. I don't, I only barely know what you're talking about. And that's from movies where the bad guy, right, makes a phone call and then he takes out the SIM card and then he breaks it. So the, so he assures me that it's very easy to take out the SIM card. He says, well, sir, all you need to do is you need to get a pin, something like that. And there's a hole on the side of the phone. You just stick it in there and push and the SIM card will pop out. I'm like, really? I'm going to stick a pin in a stupid thousand dollar phone to pop. I mean, really, really? Well, I don't have a pin. Do you have a pin? If I called you right now, and I don't mean personal identification number, I mean a pin, like sort of like a needle, but a pin. So I don't have a pin, but I find a paperclip. And if I strip the rubber, for some reason it's a rubberized paperclip. If I strip the rubberization off of it, it will fit into the side of the iPhone. So I do that. I strip it. And I shove it in there and the SIM card jumps out, like is ejected fully. And I don't mean ejected like sticks out. I mean throws itself across the room. So I say, okay, I got got the SIM card out. It's so tiny. This thing is making me a nervous wreck. He says, okay, well, you know, and I don't remember the exact order of this. So don't don't do this to your phone because I don't know. This could be made up. I don't know. But basically, he's like, turn it off, turn your phone off, and then on again because everything is the, you know, the IT crowd. Turn it off and turn it on again, but then turn it off again and put the SIM card back in and then turn it on again. Blah, blah, blah. Like, this guy is wasting my time. Like, this is an afternoon that I, I should be doing something else. Okay, fine. Okay. The SIM card's out. I restart it or do. I do whatever he's told me to do. And I, and I know this is fruitless because why would that, right? And it totally fixed the stupid phone. Totally fixed the stupid phone. Yeah. By taking out the SIM card and starting it and restarting it and restarting it with the SIM card, restarting whatever that was, totally Fixed the phone. Why has that not ever come up ever before? Why have I never heard of that? And why is Best Buy so willing to steal 250 bucks from me? All right, so that's uh, that's it for this edition of The Bitterest Pill. Thank you for listening. Uh, I don't know the episode number, but it was uh, whatever episode this is. Okay. Thanks for your patience uh, between shows. Uh, I know exactly one of the things I'm talking about next time, so hopefully that'll be next week. Uh, I won't tell you what it is because it's just too exciting. It's too exciting. I, don't, I think you might lose your mind. Not really. Uh-oh. 
okay. I thought my computer was going to crash. So listen, uh, you know, thank you for listening. And, uh, you know, a- as always, this show is uh, The Bitter's Pill. And it's made possible by my lovely patrons at Patreon. Everyone that uh, uh, patrons the show. <laughs> patrons the show. You know what I mean. You know what it is and you know how it works. I don't need to explain it again. The show is made possible by the patrons. Patrons of the pill. The bitterest pill is made possible by its generous patrons. Patrons like Alex Mirabelli, Brahm Lasagna, Dan Kaikendo, Dave, Hall of Fame Jackson, David Chase and Gerard Cortinez, Flores, Harold Goldner, Jay Savastano, Jeff Short, Jim Cariotis, Megan, Mike Scott Hamilton, Peter Chase, Rob, New 80s Music, Uzen, Sean Othan, Sean Stewart, Tom Carroll, and Dr. Robert Rice. Thank you, one and all, and thanks to everybody to, that, uh, well, you know what, thank you, even if you, oh, there, the thing crashed. Uh, see, just when you try, you're trying to uh, simplify your life, this is what happens. I'm using a software that's too old for my operating system. <laughs> Just crashed. Let's try that again. Ah, oh, there we go. Anyway, <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry. So, um, there was something else I was going to say, but now it's gone forever. So, thanks for listening. I'll uh, talk to you in a week. Yeah. Oh, that's that's what it was. This song. <laughs> This song is Seen the Bigger Picture by Big Mean Sound Machine. Uh, it was available on the Free Music Archive. God knows where it is now. Um, all right, be well. I'll talk to you soon. Stay warm, stay dry. This podcast is produced by Jacket Media. Makers of fine podcasts since 2004. That stunk.